can get up, can you get Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Stop Playing Podcast. It's your favorite homegirl, Coriel, here to encourage you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. You already know that I'm bringing you the information and the conversations to help you make the money and get the honey. You can have it all as long as you are willing to work. And on today's show, I get to introduce you to a working woman, Miss Brittany is in the building. What's up? So you don't know this, but this has been a long time coming because I have been following you for I don't even know how long. I think. Wow. When did you start um, your business? Um, I started. Well, one of them I started 12 years ago. Saved in the so city. That's saved in the city. Yep. This 12 is year 12. Ago. Yep. That, that's what, 2011? 2011, yeah. Okay, so yeah, so I had the Single Wives Club way back when, and it was during that time um, that I found your organization because there wasn't, at that time, there was nothing for relationship Absolutely. readiness. And anytime you even Googled something, something religious came up Absolutely. because that was like the only resource. So yeah. I have been like internet stalking Aww. all of the things for what a decade I guess wow, at this point. I had no idea and we finally met in <laughs> yes. real life and we're here in the same city have you been in Atlanta um I've been here two years you were so in were you I was in, in Huntsville I was in Nashville I'm from Nashville okay. moved to Huntsville for school A&M and then two years ago during the pandemic hold I moved hold here hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. so you mean to tell me <laughs> that you're from the city of Cashville Tennessee absolutely and you did not carry your tail on over to Tennessee oh, State University. Oh, we didn't. We didn't. I got the, I got slack from everybody in my family, you but should, I grew up as a TSU Tiger, so that's all I knew. So I, I feel like I'm just you need something new. Yeah, I just wanted to switch it up a little bit. Well, as a I proud, didn't go too far. As a proud alumni of the Tennessee State University, we definitely feel some type I of love way. y'all, and I'm rocking with TSU as long as we don't play y'all, because you know we used yeah, to have yes, that that classic, one classic. Yes. But other than that, like I'm all day. That's all I knew growing up. When did you finish? So, school. 2008. Okay, okay. Yep. So, we were in college at the same time. We've probably Because been... you were... My best friend knows you, Chastity. So, we... I told really? her last night. I was like, I'm going to be on her show That's tomorrow. So, it's such so a we small went to school world. together. Yes. So, we, me and her went to high so school together. So, you didn't together. even want to go with your best so, friend. You like, girl, mm-hmm, I love y'all, but I like, I got to switch it up. I got to do something different. How did you enjoy your time at a and I loved it. I would not be doing what I'm doing if it wasn't for... I need... I feel like I, if I would have left would not have left Nashville, yeah. I would not have been in this thing. position. So, so yeah, so I loved it. I wasn't too far from home. I got to come back home. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. yeah, AM did it for me. So it was I great. I have not talked to one HBCU grad that does not have that same feeling about this. I think you could have picked any HBCU and but you still so, would have been like, girl, like it is nothing like XYZ okay. University because they did it for me. Absolutely. I, that is just, so I'm a huge advocate for HBCUs, yeah. obviously, but that's why. It's not just because I'm all black everything even though I am very much so all black everything but that feeling yes that, absolutely that like an indescribable absolutely feeling but if you went to HBCU you know what that you know absolutely. what it means like, it has such it a is. like t- dear place in our hearts like I saw this morning one of my friends from college posted we were doing a reunion I was like girl what I know Yes. Like, I just paid my dues and, you yes. know, just wanted to be supportive. But, yeah, I love the love that HBCUs are getting now because right. we know it hasn't always been that way. But I knew at a very early age I wanted to go to HBCU. For sure. And I, I did it. And I'm forever grateful, grateful for, for that it. experience. So, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I think that it doesn't even matter what school you choose. For sure. Just, and that's my philosophy, like, with my kids. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm not going, because my husband went to fam, and you know how the fam folks act. You know, look, you, you remember those classics in Atlanta? Like, we used to come down, like, them classics from TSU and, and fam you. Yes. I'm like, y'all, sit down listen, somewhere. That's why me, me and my husband can literally, like, we came to Atlanta around the same time, and we met in 2017, but we have so many things in common. Like, wow. so many places that we've been. Love that. The same time and but we did not know each other like i'm like i wish we could just like tap in and think about all the times or figure out all the times we crossed paths i love but that didn't know, at the but right time though y'all came right, together at the right time that's girl, it. in the club that's girl, it god worked and look it out what, and okay? look what he did won't he do it won't he do it so which brings <laughs> me to today's topic because from the outside looking in yeah britney is the church girl yeah is that is that how you see yourself britney the church girl um, no, I don't see myself that way. Is that what but, people take you as? Well, I think it depends on the context, right? Okay. Because I was just telling your producer, I was like, you know, the church world is what it is. Um, and then you got the world outside of that, which I think everybody outside of church, if you have anything to do with church, is going to label you with the church, the church yeah. which is cool because I feel like that's a part of my purpose to help redefine what people think about church and Christianity and what it means to be a saved girl and all of that. So I accept that now, but early on, I didn't. I didn't want any association with church. Really? I didn't want any like association. before you started Saving the City? Before Saving the City, okay. yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm good, God. Like, they seem boring. I feel like I got to dress a certain type of way. I feel like I got to look a certain type of way. And I just, I've always been different. So I didn't think I fit into, like, what I've always known church to be. Um, but once I got saved and I realized he wasn't trying to change, he wasn't, people tried, but he wasn't trying to change any of those things about me, that he wanted me to be dope and be creative and like the things that I like, but to do it for him, I was like, oh, I got other women is yeah and that's how i started a part of how i started saving the city so what's so, the other part Be when did you get saved okay so i got saved saved right before i started saving the city okay. so six months after backdrop i was engaged okay girl them was, engagements will make let me you tell you so let me get in this mic y'all let me around. let me get in this mic so i was engaged and uh i was living in the bahamas mm -hmm. my fiance was bohemian and when i graduated from a&m i moved there because we were getting ready to get married so fast forward we're getting preparing to get married he was older than me so he was ready to like settle down i'm 20 21 years old like give me a little time and so we kept pushing it off and a&m called me it's like hey we need you to come open up this wellness center and I'm like uh, I'm busy I got my plan of my life planned out and they were so persist persistent and because I loved my school I said I'm gonna go back and help them not knowing that was a setup and that's when my whole life turned upside down and I got saved and really started to to live for God um, no ma'am Take a couple steps oh, back. I she girl, she, girl, she done skipped I can over. I why you need me to, Carrie. Just let me know. Let me tell you where we want to start from, okay? Yes. Because she said I went to I went to the Bahamas. I'm over I there. To, I'm planning I was, my. Let's let's go back there, y'all. I was living. You were living in the Bahamas. Okay. I was like a full time. Like now they had a full time girlfriends and stuff. But back then, that's what I was. That's I was living How a bit. How did you meet this Bahamian man? Ooh, child. Girl, we got ready. All the tea. Okay, so I was, ooh, this is, gets juicy. I hope this helps somebody. I was a 
going from my freshman year to my sophomore year. I had come back from Huntsville to um, Nashville. My background is graphic design and marketing. So I told my mom, I was like, I want an internship. Like, I want to get with somebody this this summer that knows design, that I can sit under and learn marketing and learn this stuff from. So she says, well, I went and got my nails done at this black-owned nail shop here, and her marketing is amazing, so maybe I can ask them. And so I'm like, okay, so I'm thinking it's this big marketing firm I'm getting ready to go intern with. So she connects me with the guy who did you know his the marketing and I get there music role you familiar with that his little office on music role and it was just him in office so I was like hey (laughs) he's like hey you want to intern I was like absolutely so girls start interning we start messing around during the summertime I ended up leaving to go back to school when I get back to school I realized all along he had been lying and the girl he had been talking to he was getting ready to marry end up getting married and it was just a whole thing so I ended up meeting him because I interned for his company and from there Wait, we started the dating you got engaged to? yes well who did he marry when did he oh girl when did that part happen so he ends up getting married um but he didn't tell me I go to the office and find the wedding invitation so all along the whole summer he's like you know, I, I'm talking to somebody, but it's nothing serious. Come to find out the car he was driving, like everything was this woman's. And so I'm young, dumb, naive. I'm like, so you getting married? Oh, that's nothing. <laughs> you know, it's just, we just so, having a little wedding. Yeah, he's like, yeah, we just having a little wedding. And plus you're going back to school. So I was like, okay, cool. I stopped talking to him. Girl, come to find out, he comes down to Huntsville, like a year or so had passed. He comes down to Huntsville. I'm at dance practice and he calls me and he's like, hey, I'm here. And I'm like, what where? are you doing here? Yeah. Who? Where here? He's like, I'm I'm at your school. Come outside. And from there, he pretty much, and I wouldn't say, because everybody has makes their decisions. Can't nobody force you to do anything. But I do think you you can be preyed on. And I think in that season of my life, I was. And he's like, hey, this is what it is. You're going to be with me. And this I'm just like, so, but what about your old lady? That's what my daddy called it. What about your old lady? And he told me a whole bunch of stuff of how like they wasn't together anymore and all of this all along that they were so they ended up getting a divorce whenever because we were off and on while I was in college and once I came out of college he was divorced he was having some legal divorce yeah he was a legit divorce and he was having some immigration legal stuff going on which made him go back home and then that's when our situations really slid in there but it, it didn't start right like you know, the, um, the intention of how it begins and the, his intention, his intention is how it starts is how it's going. Absolutely. I and so, yeah. And so it wasn't, you know, now in hindsight, those are some things I would have never done. But being young and not really knowing my worth, not knowing, you know, and just wanting to be accepted, feeling like that was OK. And so for a long time, I had a lot of shame, you know, because that's considered adultery. And so a lot of years I didn't share that part of my story well, it I was wasn't, like it was, you weren't the adulterer I mean you, know, you were involuntarily absolutely put in that position. but now I use it you know a part of my ministry and I and I love that because when we broke up so I, I moved to Huntsville thinking that it was going to be a temporary situation but when we got there I just started feeling like this is not he and I wasn't what I was supposed to be in anymore and I didn't understand that because I done told this man I'm marrying you we're gonna spend our life together we have a business together all of these things but I started to feel a change of heart and I felt so bad about it because we had committed to what we were gonna do but finally I was like hey 
I'm feeling something else. And it's so crazy because he told me, hey, I met somebody else. He's like, but I told them about us and he ended up marrying her. Girl, shut up. And, you know, he's living his life. And he's going to get him a wife, baby. He got him a wife and they still together. We cool now. You know, after all these years, it's 12, 13 years later. Um, But I feel like, one, I had to learn that just because a man is in your life doesn't mean they're a man you're supposed to pursue something with. I believe his purpose was always what it was initially was of being a colleague and being someone I could glean from and learn from. But because at that time, I thought every man that comes in your life is somebody you're supposed to sleep with or try to entertain. It got all misconstrued. But so so did you grow up in the church? No, I did not. Okay. So you did not grow up in the church. This sent you for a tailspin. Yeah. Made you come on back to the Lord or go to the Lord. Go to the Lord. Uh Uh-huh. Um, which is what I was what I was saying when you mentioned being engaged, because some of the greatest successes Mm -hmm. for women have come from a broken engagement. Let me tell you something. Because it ain't much more that's going to send you up through there, send you back to the you Lord. You know what? And that's what happened. Mm-hmm. I was heartbroken. Like, I was devastated. And what I realized in that depressed, you know, all the things doing a breakup, right? And it was so crazy because during that season, like, I started seeing other women that were going through similar things. And I'm like, you know, and then they're coming to me. And I'm like, I ain't got nothing to give you. I'm, baby, I, I just didn't tow up. Like, yeah. you know, and it was there where I was like, wait, there's a need here. There is a space that needs to be created. And I thought it was just for women to come together to talk and encourage each other. I did not see myself in ministry. I did not see myself. Again, I don't come from that background. I wasn't interested in what I had known things to look like. It just wasn't fly enough for me. And so I, I didn't even know that this was what I was doing until I was doing doing it and I think God knew because I'm so different you weren't gonna get there on your I, own I wasn't so he's like I gotta kind of hook her in in another way to get her in and then I looked up and oh I was doing ministry but that wasn't my intent I just wanted to create a space for women who were going through some of the same things I was going through which is literally what the single wives club was yeah. from a broken engagement so we're like basically the same person I did not know that girl that's how I know what an engagement will do to you that was my launching pad for me starting the single wives club which literally was just women coming together to encourage people you just took it a step further with jesus yeah i I, I put a little bit more jesus you put a little jesus in there but i still say you know what i do is very much so my ministry absolutely i don't know no bible verses girl let me tell you about (laughs) i got you that's why we connected that's why we here you got me with the bible verses because (laughs) let me tell you the church girls be coming for me okay maybe they go maybe they're gonna keep it cute because i got the church girl on the couch but let me tell you uh-uh. let me tell you my hesitation with religion i was sure religion and church because me and god we real good absolutely right? i just feel like the some of the i don't want to put all of y'all in the same yeah, box i'm not gonna sure. put you in the box we're gonna Thank take you, you out i appreciate that because but from what i've box. seen from what i've seen um it's so much judgment absolutely it's so much judgment. It's so much like mean spirited stuff. For Specifically sure. when I started the Single Wives Club because it was not. And y'all, for those of y'all who don't know, the Single Wives Club was literally um, like a self-help group for single women who wanted to prepare to become wives because there's nowhere for us to go to prepare. For sure. Still, to this sure. day, nothing. Um, but what I would get so often because it wasn't religious based, mm-hmm. I would get so much judgment from religious people because they felt like, well, marriage is like this religious yeah. concept. So how are you going to be doing anything for sure without Jesus? For sure. And I just, and again, y'all know I tell my business, don't judge me for I'm this. I'm not judging you. I 
did, I won't say I grew up in the church, but I grew mm-hmm. up going to church. For sure. So I had some idea of church, the yeah. Bible, Jesus. And as I got older and as I matured and as I went through things, my understanding started to change. For sure. And even to this day, I, again, me and God are like this. Yeah. I don't but know his me, people, though? I don't know if, not even, not even his people. <laughs> I have a hard time. I have a disconnect with Jesus. Yeah. I get that. Help me with that disconnect. Because Absolutely. for me, it's like, God, I get it. I got it. I know there's a higher power. Yeah. I have seen him work. For sure. In my life. For sure. I don't necessarily know if I buy into Jesus. I'm don't so, judge me for that. I'm not. Oh, let's talk baby. about it. Well, I'm not, you ain't got to worry about me judging you. Okay, so let's let's unpack it. Um, so let me let me deal first with the first part of what you said, and then we'll deal with the second part of what you said. So I too feel what you feel, and you know I may be classified as the church girl, but I too experience judgment. I too Can experience. You too? Oh yes, ma'am. Mm. Early early on in my journey, I remember getting threats. I remember. Yes, I remember other people in the city telling me I threats had by way of Jesus. threats of like first ladies and p- pastors and preachers and all of that. And I'm going to be honest with you, Coriel. This was one of the reasons why I told God I was good. Like it was a few reasons why like I really struggled with my purpose. I know exactly what I'm called to do and how I'm called to do it. But I struggled with it because one, I didn't want to be one of them. Right. I didn't want to be a hypocrite. And I'm not talking about a hypocrite from like, oh, you doing one thing and living one way, but just being mean, like just being I didn't want and I didn't want to be associated with that. And so I struggled for a long time with what I felt like I was supposed to do um, because of what I had seen. And so I want you to know you're not by yourself. I'm doing this. And now I have to manage it on a whole nother level than what I did before because of the style of what I've, I've been called to do. And so, yeah, I, I've been discouraged this week looking at Christians online going back and forth dogging one another it is so disheartening I'm like God you're gonna have to help me but it also is my encouragement to show people it done a different way to help people to know that yes you may see some mean Christians or yes you may see some judgmental people but everybody who names the name of Christ and Jesus it's not that way and so it's like motivating for me some a lot of times because I'm here to show people authentic like You do not have to do X, Y, and Z and check every box. God is not looking for your behavior. He's looking for your heart. He works all that other stuff out as you can see. All of the things that I don't think we share with people enough. And so I just want you to know, like, you're not by yourself. Okay, girl. That made me feel better. I can't believe they're doing you like like that. Yeah, and it's all good, right? Mm. Because it's it's expected. Like, you're not going to be effective. With not without opposition, you're not gonna be effective without people not agreeing with you, and I, I just feel like that comes with it. So that's the first part. Okay, the second part, um, I struggled with the Jesus thing too. I struggled with the God thing too. I I'm a different type of church girl, if you whatever you want to call it, because I'm not the type of person that just does stuff because other people do it. I've never been that way. Um, although I didn't grow up in church. From the age of like one to age 10, we were like in and out of church until my mom was like, no, y'all ain't going no more because it was too much drama in the church. So when I got of age, um, I had a lot of questions. And so I did a lot of research. I've studied Buddha. I've studied Muslim. I've studied a lot of different things because I wanted to make sure whatever I decided to align my life with, I actually, it resonated with me. 
And so I remember during that season where it was the breakup and I was at my lowest point, one of my lowest points. I was like, okay, I got to figure out what I'm going to do because obviously my education, I I did all the checks. I was a checkmark girl. I did the education. Okay, I did the man thing. Okay, I got a successful career. I, I did all of these check marks, but there was still this void. There was still this this longing, this fulfillment that I was looking for. And I said, okay, God, I, I've been doing all this research, so I'm gonna try you. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna try you. I'm gonna give you like a three month thing here. I'm gonna do the things that I know to do, and if this doesn't work for me, I'm gonna go try something else. Flat out. That's what I told God one night. And and I just tried it. I tried to really do this thing for me and what that looked like. And I haven't looked back since. What did that look so, like? What was your yeah, trying it? For sure. So, um, I, like I said, I was doing my research. And everything I researched was a performance-based. This is my personal experience. I'm no here. I don't put anything of what I believe on anybody else. I just live in my truth. And so... Everything that I researched was performance based. It was you do to earn. You do to you got to be a good person. You got to everything else I researched. You had to be something to get something. But when I came into my relationship, because let me qualify this, there's God and then there's, as you said, Jesus. When I realized that I didn't have to try to be something to receive something from Christ. He was not looking for me to be perfect. He was not looking for me to get myself together first. He wasn't looking for any of that. He said, matter of fact, I receive you by grace. And grace was a really hard concept for me to understand because I come from performance base. I come from you only get acknowledged when you do something good, when you are something good. And then I was introduced to this faith. It's like, so I ain't got to have it together. So all I got to do is believe. Now, it got to be something else. Like, it has to be something else. He's like, no, Jesus actually died so that you could freely receive love and freely receive acceptance and freely receive joy. And for me, that's what set that apart from everything else that I personally have studied. I'm like, so it's free? You know, I don't understand free, mm-hmm. you know, like, so I ain't got to do nothing. No but attached. receive and believe in my heart. And so I began to take that journey within myself to see, does this work for me? And as I continue to grow, reading personally me, reading my Bible, getting to know God and Jesus for myself outside of the judgmental, mean-spirited girls and all the other things that we've known, it completely changed my life. And once I saw that, I was like, okay, I want to present this to a way to women that it's not intimidating that's not that it's full of love, that's full of genuineness, that's full of authenticity, that's full of creativity in a way to say, girl, did you know this? Because I did it. And so for me, that's where I've where I've come from in my journey with Christ and with Jesus. Like I have my own personal relationship. And what's helped me set it apart is when I started to look at all the other things that's out there, for me, I'm like, yeah, this is something that sets this apart. Every other thing. I, you have to do something to get. But with this and even doing my because I'm a historian, too. So I didn't just take the Bible with face, mm-hmm. face value. I started to do my research. I started to do my research. And, OK, where does black people even fit in the Bible? Mm-hmm. Like, what does that even look like? I started to study for myself and take that spiritual journey. And, girl, it's been the best thing 
ever. ever. So yeah, so that that's what's been me. And I, I don't know if that helps you, but that's what's helped me with some of my questions. It's very helpful because I'm just genuinely shocked that this is the space that you're in, and yeah. you still have to deal with the things. And I, oh, I believe yeah. you, first ladies, is out there acting a fool like oh, that. Oh yeah, acts a fool. Some of them acts a fool. That is. That's surprising to me. Oh, that yeah. It's a, it's a part of it. But I'm like, yeah, that's why God has called me here. Because we ain't doing that over here. So do you, <laughs> do you feel pressure? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. From, not even necessarily from your people, mm -hmm. but because you are the leader of this organization, mm -hmm. do you feel pressure to be perfect? I don't feel pressure anymore. When I first started, you, let that go. you laid that burden down. Girl, huh? let me tell you something. When I first started, I thought I, because I'm coming from my previous experience of you got to have it together. You got, we're told that you can't make any mistakes. You got, you're the leader. So you got to know everything. So I've had to, in the last 12 years, really walk that out. So now, no, I don't have that pressure. I am a very transparent leader. I'm a very, especially over the last two years, I just moved or in the process of moving my headquarters from Huntsville that's been there for 10 years to Atlanta, a whole thing. I don't know nothing about anything here. So it's been very humbling mm -hmm. and it's been very like, Brittany, you're gifted, but there is, God is at the hem of all of this at the end of the day. So you don't have to try to have it all together because for two and a half years, you couldn't even show up for this and it still was sustained. Why? Right, you know? Because you weren't there? I was, so a few things happened. The pandemic happened. Mm -hmm. I moved, so I had hired a whole, had a whole team in Huntsville. I moved to Atlanta to help plant a church. During that time, we were so busy doing the work here, I couldn't be in both places. Gotcha. And so, yeah, like, I coming back now and stuff still. And I'm like, girl, you weren't holding this together anyway. So you just do your little bit. And God takes a little and makes it the great thing that people see. And so I no longer feel that pressure. But initially, I did feel a pressure to perform, um, to to be perfect. But when I, girl, I, I, I tell everybody the story. When I first started Saving the City, um, I was preaching purity. I was preaching, girl, wait to get, wait until you get married and do all of this stuff. Because you girl, felt like you needed to? Five months in, I get an STD. All the shame, all the condemnation, all that, that internal girl, voice telling you, oh, who are you to kind of get up here or whatever. But when I started to understand God loved me through that, like, and that was going to be a part of my testimony. It was going to be even more that these these women are going through real stuff. They're not looking for somebody that got it all together. They're looking for some people that's dealing with the stuff they're dealing with, but still courageously choosing to show up. And so that's what I tell the ladies that's a part of our ministry. Like, girl, the only difference between me and you is I, I share my business with y'all. I still keep getting up here and telling y'all the stuff that I'm going through and I'm learning as you all are learning as well. That's the only difference between me and y'all. So, yeah, it's been a journey of those ups and downs those must those you know ins and outs and me learning and grace and love and all of that acceptance of myself as I've been walking out you know what I feel like I've been purposed to do have you noticed a difference um in maybe the 
outcomes when you went from trying to present perfectly to, girl, I got me an STD, girl, <laughs> baby, we trying to figure it out. For sure. I think there's always been a level of genuineness um, to even when I was trying to, like, figure it out. I think people always connected to my genuineness. Like, okay, she ain't got together, but she, you know. So, yeah, out. I do think there's a nev- another level of freedom um, in what we do now because I'm free. Uh, but I think so. And I think times have evolved as well. We're talking about 2010, right? And now it's 2023. Mm-hmm, so how mm-hmm. we need to show up to connect with these women looks, it's evolved. And so I think I've evolved as times have evolved and as I've healed and as I've grown. And so, yeah, it just looks a little different now, but the mission is still the same. How about dating? Yes, girl. Let's talk about dating it. as a church girl. Are you offended yeah. when I say church girl? No, a little I'm bit. not offended. Okay. Dating as a church girl, not yeah. just a church girl, but as the leader of this organ of this faith based organization. Yeah, that seems like some pressure. Yeah, so it's a little um, interesting. It's, it's, it's got to be interesting. So do do you date church guys, <laughs> church boys? Um. So let me tell you my background first. Okay. Because again, I told you I just came into this thing. Um, so grow, so growing up, you know, I, I really liked the thugs. Uh, I, I got a lot of stories I would tell to the ladies that come to like our Bible studies and stuff, but just all the types of men I've dealt with. I'm like, girl, are you okay? Like some of these, you almost died. Like one time I was on a date, the man tried to steal a car. Like, you know, it, we done been on all extremes. <laughs> so, that is an extreme. So, you know, um, so my preference, I think, has evolved as I've grown and as I've healed. But that hasn't been my preference because, again, I didn't choose this life. I feel like this life chose me. And so I'm not out here like, well, let me find a church man, you know. But for me and where I am and what I carry, a man of God, he's going to have to be a man of God because of what I do. Like, we we have to be synced there. And I think if he doesn't have uh, grace or a... Uh, capacity for the level of which I do or an understanding, it's going to be hard for us to walk together Um, because this is a whole nother world doing ministry and the demands it puts on you and all of those things. And so I'm going to have to have someone that is understanding that's patient and our faith and value system line up because this is such a big part of my life. So I did want to ask you that because you mentioned he has to be a man of God. Does he have to be a man of Jesus? Yes, he does have to. Okay, so specifically, because of what you do and, you know, he got to get with the program. Yeah, he got to now. And and I think a lot of faith-based women, though, the issue I've seen over the years is they're looking for someone that, that it looks just like how they do it. Everybody's faith is expressed differently. And so he may not, I tell the church girls all the time, he may not be fasting and praying all day long. Who gonna, who gonna pay the bills, right? And so I think being open to the expressions of what faith looks like. Like, yeah, he, he, gonna, have to, he gonna have to rock with them. You know what I'm mm-hmm, saying? Mm-hmm. But how he expresses that doesn't have to look the same way of how I express my faith. Now, what if he expresses it more than you? Like, would you be down for like a pastor? Um, Could you be the first lady? You know, we don't. We and the Lord don't talk about that. That's what he wants, child. But it, it's gonna have to be fresh. It's gonna have to be dope. It can't be stale, I, and it can't be dry. I think it will be your version of it. So, <laughs> so I'm as, sure long, that it will as long be. as we can do that the way we've done everything else, I'm down with it. I've learned in my life that when I try to pick and when I try to do it. It don't really, really work don't out. out. So I, even if I'm hesitant at first, if I feel like this is how God is leading me, I'm like, I'm learning now. Let's roll with it because you really know what's best for me. So if that's yes. what you want, then I, I'll roll. I'll roll with that. So, so yeah. do you 
lead with what you do. Like when you meet someone new, if mm-hmm. he has no clue yeah. about Saved in the City, he don't know. Like you've literally just met him and maybe this is your first date. At what point do you say, well, I'm it dep- really into it the depends. Lord. It depends. So let me tell you my little secret. So if I'm not interested in somebody. You say that. That's the first thing you that's say. That's the first thing I say. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll get him. Uh, yeah, I'm a pastor. That'll get them. <laughs> so, That'll do it. And they're like, oh, okay, my bad. You know, like, and so I've done it a few times. Lord, that sounds so bad, but I'm being honest. Like, I'm like, yeah, you probably don't want all this over here. Um, but if it's someone else, like, I, I just, I'm me, right? I'm just really authentically me. And that's a part of my life, but it's not all of my life. And so... I don't, I mean, that's just like, do I tell everybody where I work? You know, like, no, like, I do that, but like, I love having fun. I travel. I'm into fashion. I used to, but I, okay, let me say this. So, I'm a very passionate communicator, and sometimes I feel that the only way you can fully express yourself is a good cuss word. But this is the issue. When I have to get up to minister, some of them the words that came out, and I don't want to distract nobody. So I was like, "Pretty practice not cussing in private." So and when you, you get up there and somebody pull up, you ain't cussing these people out. That's a good point. You know, <laughs> so that's, that's why I blended with the with the cussing thing. But I'm I'm real passionate in expressing myself. Do you drink alcohol? So um, can you say these things when people judge you? This is baby. Okay, we we, we helping the people. That's okay. what we're here okay. for. Okay. Um, so I, alcohol has never been my thing. Okay. I, I used so to you be, don't not drink because yeah, like I've I used to be in the club. I come home in Nashville. Me and Chester go out, and I, I'm giving me a drink. Like you know, it's just not my thing. Now, if I'm out with my friends and we're on vacays and that type of thing, I'm gonna give me a little margarita, do something because I'm just out with my girls. But on a day to day, it's never really just been my thing, which is huge because I come from like strong on both sides of my family, like strong alcoholics and stuff like that. So they say I don't belong to the family because, you know, <laughs> so it's not, thing. it's not just, it's not, a lot of things are just aren't my thing. It's not because it's like, oh, he ain't supposed to be doing this or doing that. It's just not what I naturally gravitate towards. Gotcha. So, Got yeah. You. Well, that works out because yeah. I would have a hard transition. Well, see, that's the thing. Like many times when people think about faith and they think about you know, I don't like saying religion because for me, it's about my relationship with God and Jesus. You think the first thing that comes to mind is what I have to change or what I have to give up. And I feel like like that's the biggest misconception about this. You ain't got to give nothing up. Really? Like do the thing. Like I'm telling you, Corio, do the things and just open up your heart to them. Do the things, but then I got to say, forgive me, Jesus, every hold time on, I do but it. But see, it's progressive. Okay. For me, I, when I first started, I was still doing a lot of stuff. I was still out here sexing, bending it over, flipping it, dipping it. I was still doing a lot of stuff, right? But as I kept growing, some of those desires changed. It wasn't me trying to force it. It wasn't me trying to do it. It was just like, yeah, I don't want to do that no more. Okay. Or, yeah, I ain't there no more. It it came over time rather than me just trying to stop doing all this stuff because it's all bad and you still want to do the stuff like so I'm not saying just okay you know I'm saying no it's about a relationship it's about you taking one step God takes it one step you taking one step God takes it one step you taking one step and some stuff it's just over time I'm just like yeah I ain't there no more as I've healed the sexing and being a novel and dropping it I don't want to do that no more I was about to ask you because you said you started out preaching purity yeah you were but wait but, but you like weren't I'm, practicing at that time. Yeah, girl, I was still having. I mean, I wasn't purposely just out here, right, but right, you right. know, I would every once in a while, yeah, you know. If it slips, it yeah. slips. Yeah. What about now, though? Okay, so I'm in a whole different place now. Okay. So, so we can we can get into this. So let me let me say this: for a long time, um, 
I was trying to, as I was telling you, I was trying to do a lot of things because I felt like that was the right thing to do. Right. Like I, I just liked having sex. Like, I was like, okay, and I kept trying to love God harder. Like, if I love God harder, because according to my faith belief, we wait until we're married, which I understand those reasons why now, personally, my personal conviction. So I kept trying to love God harder. I kept trying to do things so that I would be a good girl. And that didn't work. Um, I kept feeling like I had the faith part of my journey, but there was still like a disconnect. And what I realized that was is my emotional health. So I was faithing it and doing the things and praying and fasting and doing all of those things, which are part of my journey. But at the same time, I was there were still parts of me that needed healing. And so when I realized that I needed healing, too, that it wasn't just me putting scriptures on a thing and it wasn't just preaching and teaching. But, girl, you had some stuff in your past that you had to work through. And I combined my emotional healing journey and my faith journey together. Then that's when I came to the decision of. So why I'm sleeping with people that ain't giving me nothing anyway? Why am I giving everything that I am and my value and my worth to someone that don't ain't going to call me back? Like that no longer makes sense to me. So now my decision to wait until I'm married, it's not because, oh, well, you a church girl and you're supposed to wait till you're married. It's like I value myself. Um, I see my worth and I want to wait until someone else sees that much value in me to commit to me before I give them the best of me. And so, but that came from the faith and the healing together. How do men respond to that? This journey that you're on? Um, I haven't had a lot of issues. Really? Are these church men though? You know, it's a combination. Are they virgins? Do no, they virgins? I, I don't. Most church men are, well. Go on and girl. say it. I know they're <laughs> I'm just wondering. Um, yeah, I, I really haven't. I don't, first of all, I don't date a whole lot, honestly. Um, I have a, my life is so, I do a lot of things and my emotional capacity has to be in a certain place for me to show up the way I show up in all of the areas that I show up in. And so I don't leave a lot of space for like a whole lot of foolery. <laughs> like if you ain't coming like early on, like if I can tell and I know myself so well, I know where I am in my because I've done the work. Mm -hmm. Like I've really been doing the work this last decade or so. So a lot of things I can know right offhand, like, yeah, that's not it. Like, you know, some of my friends had set something up for me and, you know, we were all out on like a little casual thing. And I was like, thank y'all so much. But it's it's but it's no. not it's not it. You know, so a lot of those things that I hear, like my friend, like I don't I don't have those experiences because I don't do a whole lot of like casual like dating so so how are you going to meet your husband Brittany girl I think I already met him but <laughs> next topic who is this man where did you meet I the think I already what? met him but it ain't the time it's not it ain't the, the right time yet okay so we'll see okay you know, we'll, we'll see, see. But, but I'm he's out there. you know Corey I'm gonna be honest with you at being a single woman that is a high like high capacity high performing woman it has been this part of my life has been such a struggle. And I think we need to talk like more honestly about that. I am I'm 36 now and I have just gotten to the place where I feel like, you know what? I think I may be ready. Mm. I thought I was ready in my 20s. I thought I was ready in my 30s because honestly, I was gauging my readiness based off of how I showed up in my work. 
I was successful in all these areas. So I thought, oh, that means I'm ready. But I wasn't. There were a lot of insecurities I had to work through. There was a lot of childhood traumas I have to work through. Even learning how to communicate. Like, just the simplest things that I did not know how to do. Mm -hmm. That now I'm like, okay, girl, you've been putting in the work. You can do it. And now I feel like I'm in a place in my life finally. Where it's like, you know what? You know yourself. You've accomplished a lot on your own. And now I think I'm like, okay, yeah, we can do it. But up until this point, mm -mm, I thought I was ready, but I, I really wasn't. I don't think we're honest a lot of times as women about that because we operate in our strengths so much. Mm -hmm. We right? focus on what we want versus what we're ready for. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I hear a lot of women that are, you know, like, especially in the church, like, well, I've been doing this and I've been, I don't know where my, it's like, have you really been like maximizing, I really have learned to maximize my singleness. And I honestly now see my singleness as a gift. I didn't see it like that before, but now I appreciate the freedom I have. I appreciate the flexibility. I appreciate a lot of the things I know that once that season changed, it's going to look a lot different. And I'm maximizing that time baby, and enjoying it now. I finally got into the place where I, I'm enjoying where I am and, you know, everything. I so, so, yeah, we'll see. I'm open now. I haven't always been open. I'm excited. I'm expected. I'm like, because I know who I am now. Uh, and I, I'm like, okay, whatever you got for me, God, let's Come go. Come on with it, God. So that's where I am. Do you think the black church keeps black women single? I wouldn't say the black church. I would say some of the ways that people in the church think and operate. Mm -hmm. like I, just a, had, I just had this conversation with my pastor on the way here. So what, what is it? What's the, what is the conversation that you're having? Because what, sure. what I'm referencing is the idea that for a lot of black, obviously we're not talking about all black churches, we're not yeah. talking about all black women, but the majority of black black women who devote their lives Absolutely. to the church, yeah. the pastor is their man, yeah. or or Jesus is their for man, sure. and they don't save space or have the capacity Absolutely. for Absolutely, yeah, I, I agree, I agree with that. Um, I think there's this like, we have to be careful in in this this world to not over spiritualize stuff. So I think there's a combination of like over spiritualization and religion, okay, right? And so a lot of times I hear women talking and like it's not practical. So it's like okay, if you're wanting to date, you got to go outside. Like God is not going to just bring him nine times out of ten unless you you want the man to deliver the groceries. Um, nine times out of ten, he's not coming to your prayer closet. Okay, ma'am. So once you finish praying, you get up, you put your lipstick on and you get your hair done and you get your put your you look good and you go out and you show them you can be a baddie to love the Lord. And so so I think there's a practicality that's missing. And I think that doesn't just come from the church. I think it comes from just like slavery mentality, mm -hmm. you know, of like, well, God going to do it, you know, type of thing. And it's like, yeah, but faith without works is dead. So I think we have to we have the spiritual part, which grounds us. Mm -hmm. Right. But then there's this practical part of positioning yourself so that you can be found. And that's not just relationships. That's business. That's opportunities. That's positioning. And we see that also in the Bible. So I think it's more so of that us not over spiritualizing things and being having this religious mindset, but understanding that your faith is supposed to empower you to go out and do mm -hmm. things and position yourself for the things that are for you. If that makes sense. That makes total sense. Yeah. Very random question. What's up? How do y'all memorize all these Bible verses? 
<laughs> Girl, because let me, t- let me tell you why. Because when the people be coming for me in the comments, the Christians, when they be coming for me in the comments, because I do talk about God. For sure. Often. Because you I have a relationship with him. But it's like you can't talk about God if you're not going to do it in this way. And I'm not going to do it in that way. Absolutely. I'm not going to do it in that way. So when the people come for me, I be wanting so badly to like throw back a Bible verse. But I don't know none. It's okay, How Coriel. do y'all memorize them? I need, I need well, like 10. I can't staples. tell you how everybody memorized them. Um, I could just tell you how I memorized them. So a few things. One, I read my Bible every day. Like, just like you flip a page and just read it or Coriel, you the bible is lit girl i need the ghetto bible i got the ghetto bible for you baby i could translate that thing for you anything need you that. need i read the bible i read my my bible because i tried it's personal for me i read my bible every day because it's so good uh, that thing is oh girl we, we'll have a little bible study one day okay but it's so good it's so good like today I was hanging out with Moses and Moses okay. in Exodus four, he was feeling real inadequate and I can relate. I can so relate to that because he had been called to do a big thing, leading these people out of Egypt. And he's like, God, I can't do this. Like, I don't feel like I'm capable of doing it. And I could relate to that because so many times in my own life, I felt like I've been called to something that's so much bigger than me. And I've had to face all of my inadequacies and my insecurities. So that spoke to me this morning. Um, so for me, I read my word every day. Like, I am a very emotional person. I am a very sensitive person. My emotions used to have me all up and down. I would be in and out. One day I was in, one day I wasn't. And for me, it helps ground me. It helps center my heart, center my mind, center my focus so I can get up and respite of how I'm feeling, do what I need to do. Uh, So for me, that's one of the things that I do. And then I'm intentional about remembering certain things. When I'm having those moments and I want to pop off, when I'm having moments and, you know, like my emotions are all over the place, I try to go back to those things. It tells me, OK, I feel alone right now, but my word tells me he'll never leave nor forsake me. All of this is real ghetto right now. But Jeremiah tells me that his plans for me are good. So it's just that that thing of just reassurance of, OK, in spite of what it looks like, in spite of what it feels like, this is the truth about who I am and what God says about me and what I have in him. And so that's how I commit. And why, I think it's more so of the why than the what. Why I commit to making sure I got a little word in me. Because the world yeah. is a little ghetto. The world is very ghetto. Yes. And but just not for us to use it to clap back at the folks. Because, baby, they they really need. See, anybody yeah, who I comes at you like that. Yeah, I for the wrong that, reason. I do. I it's okay. It's okay. But anybody who comes at you like that really doesn't have the love of God in their heart. I'm going to start saying that. They really don't. They really, because that's not, that's not the character of him. And you misrepresenting him out here. And you got everybody thinking this is how he roll. And it ain't how he roll. So, yeah. That's my new comeback. Yeah. That and ain't that, you. you get him. Because how, that's, I mean, that's how I be wanting to say it, but I don't say it. In yeah, the, I got, in, in I got way. you. Yeah. I got you. You let me, I, I got you. Please. So, yeah. I'm going to tell you, like, girl, to, tell Someone last night came for me on one of my posts. And I called my friend. And, you know, I was like, yeah, I responded. And she's like, Brittany, you, you, you don't even entertain. I was like, you right, girl. So I went back and deleted Girl, but I, I, went back and I do that, but I ain't going to delete it till you looked at it. I'm going to give you a chance like, yeah, to yeah, see I it. Let, I, let, I let it sit on there for a little mm-hmm. bit, and then I would have deleted it. I was like, you right. She's like, yeah. She's like, they don't even they don't even deserve your response. Let them pay for your response. Girl, that. And I was like, you know, you're right, girl. <laughs> you, be, you be right, but I be wanting to let them know. I said, people are nuts. And you know, I'm going to be honest with you, Coriel. I had such a fear of putting, because for a long time, I hid behind Saved in the City. Yeah, we I didn't, didn't, know, we didn't, I didn't know want nobody to know yes, who yes. I, I did that on purpose. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons why is because I'm a sensitive person 
and I now embrace my sensitivity and people are crazy. People are mean. People are so like, and I was like, I don't want to put myself out there because, and, and so for a long time I hid until God started dealing with me. He's like, saving the city is cool, but people need to see and hear you. And I was just like Moses this morning. I told you in my devotion. I was like, uh-uh. Like, I ain't about to put myself out there. I'm not about to do that. You know, all of that. And I've been on a journey for the last two years of really embracing that place because I didn't want to deal with that part of it. Um, but I realized, like, I would be giving those people my power. Mm-hmm. I would be, and I don't, I'm not going to do that. You know, I've realized that I'm not going to be for everybody. I'm not called, we're not called to be for everybody, but you are called to a group of people who need your voice, who need your platform. And so I lean into that now and I'm like, hey, I'm going to show up for my people. I won't be for everybody, but I'm showing up for my people and putting that more of my focus than I am, you know, the naysayers and the haters and all that stuff. So when when I think about a traditional marriage mm-hmm. where, you know, God man, woman, children, the woman is submit, submitting to the husband who submits to God. Yeah. You are a very high achieving woman. For right? sure. You're doing all of the things. You're passionate about what you're doing. Yeah. If this husband says his desire is mm-hmm. for his wife to primarily focus on the household, mm-hmm. you don't need to do those things. I got us. Yeah. Would that be hard for you? Um. Okay, so let me back up. So, when it comes to, so as a single woman, when it comes to submission, I feel like I've been learning that through my relationship with God. And I've also been learning that because I've put in, I'm put in some environments where I'm not the one in charge. So when it comes to saving the city, I call the shots. When it comes to, because I also work for a church, I have to submit under a vision that sometimes I don't always agree with, but I had to get with the program. So I feel like this, it's my wife preparation, you you know? And so I'm great. I ain't like it at first, but I need, oh Lord, I needed this season because I would have went into it and messed something up because I'm so used to being the one to tell everybody what to do. Um, So I'm grateful for the preparation that is happening. So all the single ladies out there, God is preparing you. And you may not even realize that where you are right now is your preparation for what God is sending into your life. So stop having an attitude and just submit to the season that you're in because it's working some stuff out of you for where you're going. So that's that. Um, I honestly, Coriel, believe that who God has for me is going to also have a grace for the call on my life the way I have a grace for theirs. Now, that doesn't mean that every season of that's going to look different. I'm very clear right now of setting up my life so that I have margin. Honestly, how my life was set up, I was doing all the things, but I had no structure. I had no space to have a family and all of that. But now I'm in a season where I'm being very strategic with putting things in place, teams and delegating and SOPs and all of that so that I have the freedom to be able to do whatever the the, the extra things are. And so if we need to make some adjustments in a season, I'm open to that. But I believe that who God has for me is going to support all of who I am and all of what, you know, and we'll be able to work together of what that looks like for us and our family. I love that answer. Um, yeah. That 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 was always my answer too. I'm yeah. like that that ain't my man. Yeah, if he, he ain't, if he's if telling he me I gotta this, lay all this down, yeah, then that ain't. Yeah, but we'll figure out one. how to make it work together. Yes, and so yes. yeah, so that's what I believe for me. Okay, last question: Do you have non-church friends? Like, yes, absolutely. Really? So let me let me give you some backdrop on me. Okay, okay. Um, I'm the chick that when we started doing our women's conferences, we were going to the clubs and the strip clubs. 
Like what I'm do you mean? to invite the ladies to come. Oh, got like, you. Okay. I, I'm. <laughs> I thought that was the after party. I'm yeah, like, okay, like, that was oh, a really we, we have our own after party, but I, I am. I have such a heart for people. I, I don't project what I believe on anybody. I just live it out loud. I don't tell anybody come to my church, come to my this, come to my that. I want to live in such a way that people see such a difference about me. It's like, girl, what you doing? Let, let me get some of whatever you doing. Oh, I can tell you. That's just how I live my life. I, I don't believe in the Bible. Th- that's just for me. I don't believe in a Bible thumper. I don't think quoting scripture is going to change anybody. I believe when people see a consistent life, when they see character, when they see authenticity, when they see someone that's genuine, when they see someone that's being successful, but ain't having to strive and cut corners and try to get over on people and all of that to get it done. I believe that that's the difference. And then people are drawn to that difference and say, okay, so what you doing? And then I can tell you, girl, I'm reading my Bible with Jesus and Moses in the morning time, you know? And so, so that's how I feel. So yes, my videographer, he's not saved. He goes on every trip with us, every retreat with us. And he, we love him for who he is. And it's amazing because, you know, he'll go places with me now. He's like, Brittany, I think I'm kind of opening up to this Uh. stuff now. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like if you rock with it, not if you do, if you got questions, let me know. But I don't force that on anybody. I just live it. I live it. I um, I build it, you know, and what we call to do. And I let God do the, do the rest. He does the drawing. And so, yeah, I have non-church friends. I, I, we, yeah, I have my family. I'm the only one in my family that does this. So everybody like, you know, Brittany. That's why they say you don't belong. They over there drinking you know and I'm you saying? reading and I'm your like, Bible. And I'm loving them, yes. you know, and I'm meeting them where they are. And, you know, I'm asking them about, okay, so you, what, what type of pills you popping? Like, you know, so tell, I mean, I'm inquisitive. You know, I'm not here to judge you. I'm here to meet you where you are and to love you. And if there's anything that I'm doing that's inspiring you, you can come get you some of it. And if not, I'm cool with it as well. So I that's love, the approach I take. How, so if I would have met you, I might not have, you know. Might not have had those thoughts about the church people. Yeah. You are a breath of fresh air. Yeah. And this was way juicier. I thought this was going to be a real buttoned up, Bible based. I saw I was not know who she was having I on did the show today. I, I didn't know, but I am so <laughs> glad. But I hope this has came. been helpful. It has been. So this was our first time meeting, but I saw you in real life before. Let where? me tell you where I saw her at. You be out in these streets really yeah. doing the work. Where was I? After Sarah Jakes. Yes. At. Fox Theater. Absolutely. You were outside, like the street team. Yeah, that's what we do. Flyers. Y'all Absolutely. were really out there. And I'm like, wow, that's, yeah. that's so-and-so. Like, Absolutely. That's how, when I recognize you, I'm like, wow. Yeah, that, I'll be out there with my really team. you really out here. Yeah, saving I the people in I the right, Listen, I, I believe in that type of leadership. They'll never do something that I'm not willing to do with them. And I think that's what's helped build the culture, you know, of what we're doing. But And we ain't even started for real hitting the streets in Atlanta. So y'all, y'all may see us out. So listen, listen, we gonna, she is outside so come at me. saving the people. So listen, you got to look in that camera right there yes. for the people who don't know what saved in the city for sure. is. Let them know and how they can support. What's up, y'all? Hope you have enjoyed our conversation today. Saved in the city is, I call it my baby. Like it is an organization that I started 12 years ago for women who were like me, who don't have it all together, but trying to figure out this faith life and figure out your purpose and what all that looks like, not only for you, but being in a community of other women who are on that journey as well. And so we do life group gatherings. We do conferences. We do events. We do prayer calls. But we're all about coming together, building our faith so that we can be everything that God has called us to be. So that's who we are. That's who they are. You are on Instagram at Saved in yes, the City. Yes, at Saved in the City, at Brittany D. Morton. And just out here doing the work, girl. If you want to learn some Bible verses, 
And yes, get, get in holla good at, with Jesus. Holla at us. And be with the cool, you, the cool church girls. <laughs> That's holla right. at Brittany. Holla at us. Holla at us. I we got you. have enjoyed you. Great. I appreciate this. We're going to, well, I was going to say we're going to hang out, but. What you want? Oh, so you? Oh, oh, I'm too churchy for you. You're not too churchy, but my hangouts. I have two very small children, so okay. when I hang out, baby, I got to hang <laughs> out. Okay, and I got to make it <laughs> work. Yeah, that I can roll. Feet. Okay. I can roll with you. Okay, okay. I'll let you. I'll let you. I'll side eye. I'll let you do, know what you I do and what mimosa? I don't. Do you do mimosas or nothing I don't like at all? Champagne. So, okay, I'm really, oh, so I'm now really I feel like you're judging me. Now I, I feel like you're judging wrong. me. That was now wrong. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. But I don't like champagne. Okay. So, but okay. yeah, I love a good brunch though. Okay. Period. And I'll have I'll have the unlimited, and you have the brunch for sure. Okay. And we're gonna do. I'm we're telling gonna do you. it. And you'll we'll teach me time. some Bible verses. Absolutely. Okay, y'all. I'm coming back <laughs> with some Bible verses. Okay. <laughs> I got it, y'all. I hope that y'all have enjoyed this conversation as much as I have. Please make sure you stay connected with Brittany on. All social networks. We'll make sure all of her information is linked down below. If you learn something, let us know in the comments. If you like this episode, make sure you like the video and be sure to subscribe to the channel so that you don't miss out on any bomb guests that I'm bringing to the studio. I love y'all and I'll see you on the next episode.